Well, good morning. Happy New Year, 2023. Some of us never thought we'd get here, right? Some of us thought we wouldn't get to see, you know, 2021 and everything else. But here we are, uh, 2023. And I believe that God is still on the throne in 2023. He's still in control of everything in 2023. And that he's still moving with great power and authority. Amen? And I believe that this year is going to be a good year. No, this year is going to be a great year. I believe that we, see, we have seen great things happen in 2022 of what God was doing. But I'm believing for a greater. I'm believing for more. I'm believing for, for more outpourings where people come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. I'm believing for more outpourings of God's Holy Spirit to heal and deliver and set free those who are captives. I'm believing for more of people stepping up saying, you know what, I'm going to be a light in a dark place. I'm not going to be ashamed of who Jesus is in my life. I'm believing for that. Can you believe with me for that this year? Amen. I love that song. You know, let's leave 2022 where it is in the past. Let's learn from the mistakes or the things that we might have done wrong. Let's learn from those and not make them in 2023. Amen? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a word today that's going to challenge you. Some of you are not going to like it because of what God's saying, but that's okay because the message is change of plans. How many of you here today at church, and even you can say to yourself if you're listening online, how many of you do not or our planners. How many of you are planners? I mean, you plan. Like, you, <laughs> you plan your life out. Like, you, you, you plan every, every minute, every moment. Like, like you, you, you have a calendar on the side of the refrigerator, and you got this, this, and that. Or you're linked up to your cell phone. And, and, and see, my cell phone's linked up to, to my wife's cell phone. So when she puts something in, so I know what's in there, and she knows what I put something in. But you're planners, right? Y'all, y'all, anyone here in here like that? Okay. What happens when there's an interruption to that plan? Oh, boy, listen to that already. Whoa. I'm, I'm already going there. It's, it's, 10, it's 1029. I'm already going there. See, <laughs> what happens when at the last minute something changes? When, when what we thought was going to happen or how we thought it was going to come to pass all of a sudden changes. Some of us do this, but I didn't plan it to go that way. I am not happy right now. This has interrupted my day. This has interrupted what I thought was going to happen, the way I perceived it. Anyone been there before? Right? Yeah, I know. Because if we're honest, I think at some point we're, we're all there a little bit with some of those things. But I want to share something with you because we need to understand that in life that happens, but even with God, it's going to happen. God is going to interrupt their lives. He's going to show up in the middle of doing life. He's going he's gonna to show up. When we're walking down the path going, yeah, this is all good. This is where, he's like, whoa, hang on, hang on. on." Wrong direction. I need you you to step two sides, two steps to the left, right? One step backwards, turn and go this way. And some of us are going to freak out. We're going to panic. Some of us are going to get angry. Some of us are going to be shouting at God, but God, that's not what I planned it to be like. And God's going to be like, I know, but I'm the one that's planning, not you. I'm the one that's leading, not you. 
I'm the one that's guiding and directing, not you. See, I believe in 2023 that there are going to be some, some times where there's going to be change of plans. I believe, and I've been praying and believing that God's going to interrupt a lot of things in 2023. From church services to our everyday life to the things that we've been committed to that God's going to remove us from to make us more committed to the things that he wants us to be a part of. I believe there's going to be some interruptions. So I'm prepping you now on day one to be ready. <laughs> to be ready. Because some of us are going to have a tough time. I'll have a tough time on certain things. On other things, yeah, I'm kind of like Peter. Yeah, I'm all in, whatever. On other things, I'm not. So it's going to affect me too. But I want to look today in the scriptures and, and give you some scriptural backing to this message and, and talk to you about how God's going to interrupt us and our plans is the first thing. And also how when it happens, we have to learn to trust what God's doing, even though we don't understand what God's doing. Because that's, that's the key, right? And that's the trust and the faith that goes. We don't, may not understand what God's saying and leading and trying to have us do or how he's interrupting us, but it's not about us understanding. It's about us trusting him in the process of the change that he's calling us to change to. You all ready for this today? I know. At 12.01, you guys stayed up till 12.01, you went to bed. So you're a little tired this morning. I get it. I went to bed at about 11.30, and about 15 seconds before the ball dropped, my son goes, Dad, Dad, you got 15 seconds, wake up, Dad. Mom, we're all on the couch. Mom, you got 15 seconds, wake up. We woke up, we watched the ball hit. Happy New Year, people. Good night. That's what it was like in our household yesterday. <laughs> See y'all in the morning. So, but God's going to do it. Let's turn real quick to the book of Matthew. Now, I also need to say this, that, you know, we can teach about Mary and Joseph outside of the month of December. You all know that, right? A lot of people only think we have to only teach about Mary and Joseph in December. No, we can teach about Mary and Joseph in July and August and stuff because I think this is a prime example of interruption, of a change of plans. Uh, verse 18, chapter 1. This is the birth of Jesus. This is how Jesus as a Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's a giant change of plans. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. Oh, boy. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you will name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Father, Thank you for your scripture today. Thank you for what you will do today, what you will do throughout the rest of the year, and what you accomplished on the cross for all of us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. I just wanted to read that first part of the scripture because Mary and Joseph had a change of plans. Let's, 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 let's read between some of the lines here. We're not adding to the Bible. So if you're listening and you're here in the sanctuary, I'm not adding to the Bible. We don't add to the Word. But let's really think about what just took place here. 
We know that Mary and Joseph are engaged to become, are to become married, right? They're engaged. So I'm sure at some point they either met, they knew each other, or something was arranged. But now it's, it's full force on. Now, if you ever been, if you ever had to plan a wedding, um, if you're the husband, not so stressful. If you're the wife, oh my gosh, right? You, we need to have to make sure you have the napkins that match this, that match that. Um, when we got married, for some reason we had ice sculptures. I paid money to have ice sculptures melt in front of me. Oh my lord! But that was, you know, the '90s. That was, you know, big hair, mauve, and seafoam green colors, right? So, but there's a lot of planning. You had to talk to the DJ because the DJ couldn't play certain songs because certain people would be offended. Uh, we, we had to talk to, you know, this person. To make, we had to arrange transportation from the church to this place, from that place. There's a lot of planning that goes into a wedding, right? And it could be stressful. But we know that they're planning to get married. But all of a sudden, God shows up one day and says, Hey, Mary, I need you to carry the Son of God. I need you to carry the Savior of the world. And in, in order for you to do that, you have to become pregnant. That's going to be an issue. Because the Bible, we know, says she's a virgin. And now she is going to be pregnant. We're all adults in here. We know how that happens in real life. But God says supernaturally he will impregnate her by the Holy Spirit to have a child. And so she has to tell Joseph about this and talk about it. They have to have this conversation because we know the angel of the Lord shows up to Joseph because Gabriel showed up to Mary and told her, says, highly favored woman, God has a plan and purpose. God, God has something for you that he wants you to carry out and your husband or your future husband to carry out. Now, let's think about this. They're planning this wedding. What's going to happen when they find out that she's been pregnant but they're not married yet? The family, the community, the surrounding people. Think about what they would go through, the shame, the, the, the gossip. Could you, imagine the, could you imagine if there was Facebook back then? Do you, could you imagine that thing would have been blowing up? Who? Right? Right? And so, you know, think about it. Change of plans. Joseph has to have an angel speak to him to confirm the truth of what's happening. Because let's be honest. Let's be honest. A, a woman goes to a man and says, I'm pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Our natural instinct would be like, you need to stop right now. But at, on the other hand, if you're a believer, you do know that God can cause the womb to come alive. So the angel shows up to Joseph to confirm the truth of what's happening because he wants to secretly, quietly break everything off. See, culturally, they would still need to break it off even though they are engaged, and he wanted to do it privately so she wouldn't be shamed, so she wouldn't be you know, uh, talked about it. So the whole situation, think about the families on both sides. I can't believe this happened. She's a virgin, but she's pregnant, so she's really not a virgin. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe my son fell in love with this girl and blah, 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 and on and on and on. But the reality is what happened was God showed up. And when God showed up, he changed the plan of what their life was going to be like. And see, Mary chose 
to go through with it. She signed up for it. Joseph chose to follow through with it. You know, was there, was there the conversation between God and Mary? Hey, God, I didn't plan for it to go this way. Do you hear where I'm going with this? God, I didn't plan for it to go this way. But since you're all over it, and I don't fully understand it, God, I'm going to go with it. And while I go with it, I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to lean on your understanding and your wisdom. I'm going to lean on your strength. I'm going to lean on your light to lead and guide me through what's happening. I don't understand it, but I know you interrupted something here in my life. But I know it's from you because of the angel spoke to me. And the angel spoke to Joseph. And everything's been confirmed and we're okay with it. This is not how I planned it, God. But I'm going to go with it. See, that's what I believe is happening and will happen in our lives. And some of us may be there right now. Some of us may be like in that same conversation, God, I didn't plan for this. God, I had it all set up. I, I, I was retiring at the end of December. But for some reason, God, you're stirring me to, to, to leave this place and go to that place. I don't understand it. I wanted to retire and like get a house down south and, and travel. But God, you had a different plan all of a sudden. Or, or just maybe... God's showing up and what we thought we were going in one direction. God's saying, you know what, I want us to take a, a side trip here. Or maybe you're not there yet, but I'm going to promise you this. You will get there at some point in your life. God will show up. And God's going to want to lead and guide you and, and, and give you a new plan and take you in a different direction. We have to understand the importance of, I don't understand it, but I trust you. I trust you, God. That's the key. The key is I trust you, God. I'm not trusting man. I'm not trusting the world's wisdom. I'm not trusting the world's direction. I'm trusting you, Father God. I'm trusting you, Holy Spirit. I'm trusting you, Jesus, Son of God. I'm trusting you who, who sat on the throne, who left the throne, who died. I'm trusting you and you only over the plan in my life. Yes, I will trust the people you also put next to me to help get to fulfill that plan. But they will not, I will never trust them more than I trust you. There's a difference. Because trust is earned. Trust with one another is earned. Because think about it. If someone says, trust me, if you walk down in that fine superstore down the street from us, and someone walks up and says, hey, I can tell you something, says, trust me, and you never met it before, are you going to trust them? You're going to be like, whoa, hang on a second here, partner. Back it up a little bit. First of all, you're in my zone. You're in my comfort zone. You've got to take a step back. Close the freezer door and step back. I need to look in your eyes. I need to see if you need Jesus and prayer and hands laid down in the frozen section. I don't know you. So it might be a little difficult to trust you right now. But if we spend time together, if we worship together, if we pray together, if I get to know your character and your integrity and who you are, and you get to know who I am, then the trust comes. But even at that level where I trust you, I still trust God more than I trust you. I trust you, but I trust God with my, with my plan and purpose for my life. 
Because I'm in his hands, not the world's hands. And so some of us are going to come to a point when we feel that we've been on that path and God shows up and he directs us and he's going to interrupt us. Now, as I was getting ready for this message, I thought of Gideon. I, I think Gideon's a great example of this. Gideon, Judges, chapter 6, 7, and 8. I want to encourage you to read the whole story of Gideon in the Old Testament. Gideon um, was a farmer, was a great warrior that God used mightily, and was, was the fifth judge who is considered one of the greatest judges of the time. And so here's what happens. The, the Midianites came in and, and took over the land, because for some reason, well, I know why, because the world gets in and our emotions get in and our feelings get in, God's people began to worship false idols and began to worship Baal and, and stuff. And, and as they began to get more tied into that, all of a sudden, the enemy crept in more and more. And before you know it, they were hiding from the enemy. They were, they were hiding and trying to get food to feed their families. Because the, uh, the Midianites, the Amicalites, and, and all these people were coming in and taking from them what was theirs, what God was providing for them, was taking for them. And so they began to cry out to God. And God hears their cries. And he says, I hear your cry, but why have you turned? Don't you remember that I just brought you out of the, the bondage and, 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 and I brought you into the, to the, to the newness of, of this new land and all this, and, and yet you turn and you're worshiping? And now we see Gideon, he's on the side of a mountain, and the Bible says he's threshing wheat. He's trying to provide for his family while he's hiding from the enemy. Church, as children of God, we should never hide from the enemy. Never hide from the enemy. The Holy Spirit that is in you is greater than anything the enemy would throw at you. We must realize Jesus won. We're part of the family. We must not run and flee in fear of the enemy. And so here he is, he's on the side of the mountainside, hiding, threshing, threshing wheat to provide for his family. And all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord shows up. I, I, I love God, how he always shows up, right? I pray that God shows up more in this place in 2023 than ever before. I pray that in worship, he interrupts worship and shows up. I pray that he interrupts when I'm in the middle of a sermon where I just close the book and he shows up and we just set the microphone down and we just begin to minister and people get slayed in the spirit, filled with the Holy Ghost. And I pray for interruption, okay? But see, God shows up and the angel shows up to, to Gideon and I love it because he calls a mighty warrior. But, but in the process of that, Gideon, he begins to respond to the angel's interruption, I, I love it because I don't know about you, but, you know, some of these things we, I've done. He's like, God, God, what's happening and why are all these bad things happening to us? He asked that question. He declares, he says, God, you've abandoned us. And never been there. Where are you? I feel like you've abandoned. God hasn't abandoned us. God hasn't abandoned us. He goes on, he says this. 
He even, as God calls him a mighty warrior, he degrades himself. He talks bad about himself. He's, he's like, listen, listen, you're calling me mighty warrior? Mighty warrior? I'm from the smallest clan, and in the clan, I'm the least of my family. And you want to call me mighty? You see, because he's looking at everything through the lens of his own eyes. And that sometimes can be an issue. When I look through the lens of my eyes, not through the lens of God's eyes, I can see imperfection where God sees a chosen son. I can see imperfection in my delivery. I'm a critic. I go home and I'm like, man, I should have said that there. I should have did this then. I should have went. And I'm a critic. And God says, you are my mouthpiece that I asked you to be this morning. We do that. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough. And here Gideon's doing the same thing on the side of the mountain when God interrupts what he was doing because God had a bigger plan for Gideon that day. Because he's calling Gideon through this interruption to lead a people out of bondage and into freedom. He's asking Gideon to take 300 people and defeat the, the, the mighty armies that have been taking over their land. He's asking Gideon to, to, by faith, be led by what God's asking him to do. And, and, and Gideon's struggling with this interruption. He's struggling, but he needs to move forward. Church, we're going to struggle at times. We may be struggling right now with an interruption from God, but we must move forward, and we must not allow the struggle or the fear or the consumption of what's holding us back to stop us from moving forward to where God wants us to go. I be, uh, did Mary and Joseph struggle? I can't find it in the text physically. But I believe there was a struggle at some point, absolutely. But they overcame the struggle. They accepted the call. They accepted the change of plans. And Gideon needs to overcome this. He needs to overcome the doubts about the call. The call that God's given you, he has to overcome the doubts of that call. He has to overcome the feelings about himself, the inadequacies about himself, about the job that God's asking him to do or the place that God's asking him to get involved in. He has to overcome that. He has to overcome the overwhelming fear that's trying to consume him because it looks too big. It looks way too big. He has to overcome that fear. Church, God is going to interrupt us. He's going to interrupt us. Be ready. It's going to happen. He's going to show up. He's going to talk to you. He's going to lead you and want to lead you and want to guide you and want to do a lot of things in your life. Be ready. Be ready. Because what's super important with this interruption is begins to release it is that we trust him. You, don't, you may not fully understand, but that's okay. Trust him. It's okay that you fully don't understand. I don't understand a lot of things. Let me use this example. How many of you get a paycheck? Raise your hand. A paycheck. 
How many of you have automatic deposit? All right. Can someone fully and technically explain to me the process of your money getting from one place to another and how it's transferred without it physically going in one place and break it all down using computer terms and all the high-tech tech stuff that goes. Can someone do that, please? Maybe one person I know who's a tech person can probably give me some tech info on that. But can, you can't, right? You don't understand fully how it works, right? But every Friday or every second Friday, what do you do? You trust that at whatever time that it's set up to go, your money is put into your account, right? And you have no problem trusting that. Every Friday, we don't get up and be like, man, baby, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if KeyBank or whatever bank you use, M&T, City, Evans, I'm not sure if someone pushed the button. The money might not be there. I don't know. We don't do that, do we? But yet God shows up, and God lays something down in front of us, and God directs us some way, and we're like, well, uh, I'm not really sure if you could. He's a creator of the heavens and the earth. We're to trust the plan, and we're to trust God. See, the main reason we should trust God is, first of all, is because he's worthy of our trust. Unlike people, God never lies, and God never, never fails to fulfill his purposes, or his plans. See, because if one person's not going to do it, he's going to find someone to step in and do it. And if that person won't do it, he'll go to the next person to find that person to step in to do it. So if God has a plan that has to come to pass, he's going to find someone that's going to be like, send me, God, I'll do it. Just send me. Tell me what I need to do. I trust you, God. He'll find it. He'll find the person. So I trust God because he's worthy of being trusted, unlike people. He doesn't lie. God doesn't lie. White, there's, there's, and there's no such thing as a white lie, by the way. A lie is a lie. It's either truth or it's not. We tell our kids, oh, it was just a little white lie. No, you lied. You lied. God doesn't lie, and he never fails. The Bible says in Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Oh, I love that. He doesn't lie. He's not double-minded. When he sets his plan in motion, let's go. Let's go. Unlike man, he has the power to bring to pass everything that he sets into motion, plans and purposes. Does anyone know, and you can shout it out for me this morning, who's the richest man in the world? I got three people. I got Musk, Solomon. No, 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 in today's culture, today's culture. Today's culture, who's the richest man? Anyone know? Is it, is it the guy who owns Amazon? Okay, whoever it is, out of those, all those people, can I tell you something? They're still poor in God's, in God's banking system. God has more riches and more power and more resources than we could possibly imagine. And that's why I'm telling you this today. 
Because when God lays the plan before us, and God plays the purpose before us, and we look at how big it is, or how long it's going to take us to get there, understand one thing. He's the one that shall supply all the needs to see that come to pass. It's not man. He'll use man. He'll use man, right? Right? He'll use man to get to where he needs to get done. That's how God does things. He'll use people. He'll use unbelievers. He'll use the money of the world to, to fund the kingdom of God. He'll do that. He will. Hey, did anyone see that thing on TikTok? Now, I know none of you TikTok, but did anyone see that thing on TikTok with Pastor Rich Wilkerson down in Florida? He's telling a story. He's doing this series. And he says this. He says, he, he uses this example. He says, I heard this example, and I want to share this with you. Because this is how God works. This is how God works. He says, there's this woman who has no money and no food. And she's praying one day by her window, God, I need food. God, I'm hungry and I need food. And her neighbor hears her praying because he knows that she's a believer, but he's an atheist. And so he hears her praying. So what he does is he gets in her car, in his car, and he goes all the way to the supermarket and buys all these groceries, comes back, puts them on her front doorpost, and knocks on the door and rings the doorbell. Well, when she opens up the door, she's like, praise God. He heard my prayers. He, he brought blessings upon me. Well, he jumps out of the bushes and says, ha, no, he didn't. I did. I bought him, and I'm an atheist. There is no God. And he goes, she goes, praise God. He brought my, me groceries. He heard my need and brought provision for me. He's like, no, he didn't. I did. And I don't believe in God. I heard you praying, so I went and got him. There is no God. And he goes, she goes, ha, praise God. He brought my groceries, and he used the devil to pay for them. That's what God will do. We just have to trust them. We have to trust them. Trust God. His plans are perfect. They're holy. They're righteous. We have to trust them. For me, I have to trust God with his plan and purpose in my life because there's really no sensible alternative. There's no sensible alternative. If God said it, I gotta, I gotta trust it. You're sitting in a, a sanctuary that people thought would never be here. That people were like, "Ha, never happened." You're sitting on holy ground that was called out from a construction site to preach the gospel, to be a light in this in this community, in the surrounding neighborhoods. A big plan, a big purpose that took a lot of money, but started with prayer started with trust, started with faith, started with talking it and sharing it, starting with believing it when, when, when it was a roadblock and you heard a negative uh, word or whatever. No, no, no. Trust. We tr- it's the only sensible alternative. There's, there's nothing else. Because the reality is, should I trust people? Should I trust people greater with the plans and purposes that God has placed in my life and has called me to do? Should I trust people who are unpredictable, who are emotional, who have limited wisdom, limited resources? Should I trust people greater than God who frequently make bad choices, who make decisions swayed on emotions? Should I trust them more than I trust God? No. 
Yeah, I have people I trust. They're part of your inner circle. You all have them where you can trust them. We trust them, but we don't trust them greater than we trust God. See, we trust the all-knowing, the all-wise, the all-powerful, the all-gracious, merciful, loving God above everything else to see the plan come to pass, to see what his direction is. We, we, we trust him in all of that, him and him alone. See, if we put more trust in people than we do in God, there will be times of crash and burn because people will let you down. People will get tired of the grind that it may, you know, we may have to go through to get to that point. So they'll bail out when it gets too tough. I'm not saying they don't love you. I'm not saying they don't care about you. I'm not saying that. But the reality is, it's the plan God gave you. It's the plan that God will see come to pass through you. And so we trust him above everything, even though I don't understand it. Even though I don't understand it. Even though I don't understand it. See, that trust is that bold, confident security that I have in Jesus. It's in who he is and what he did. It's, 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 it's not the same as faith. See, trusting is what we do because of the faith we have been given. Trusting believes in the promises of God and all the circumstances, even when the evidence seems contrary. Faith is accepting and believing the truth that God reveals through his son, Jesus. See, do you trust Jesus? One of the greatest scriptures on trust this morning that I'll share with you as we will soon wrap this up. Y'all getting something today on day one of 2023? I just figured I'd come out of the gate running this morning. I, I just figured I'd come out running. Yeah, you know, let me tell you a little story. So this morning we came in and, and it's, it's been a crazy two weeks, right, here in western New York, right? And, and just in my, and a lot of crazy things going on in life and and so I, I didn't have the opportunity to come in late last night and get the stuff that I normally do. And, and, and it wasn't because of New Year's. It was just other things were happening. And, and so I didn't turn the heaters on last night. And so I came in this morning. It was 62 in here. And so, you know, so I, we had to turn the heat on. And if you were at the first service, it felt like it was 102 in here for like the first 35 minutes. Because all the rooftop heaters were on, on the roof. They were pumping full. Right, Pastor Christian? They were pumping full. Now, he's in shape, and he was sweating. I'm just letting you know, I'm sweating up here right now. Got about 105 still up here. And so, uh, so you, you know, we just, I, just, I figured I'd come out in the gate, just come out, because we started off that way this morning. I'm going to come out full. Just give you all that God has for you. Let's start the new year off all in. Jumping all in, ready to go. Let's just go full. Full in, full at it. All in. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Whew. Whew. Proverbs 3, 5. We trust God because he and he alone is truly trustworthy. We trust God because his word is trustworthy. We trust God because if you look at his nature, his nature is faithful and true. We trust God because all his plans are perfect and purposeful. We trust God because of who he is 
even in the fulfillment of sending Jesus to be born and to die on the cross. We trust God. This is why we trust God above everybody else, because of who he is, because of the trustworthiness and the faithfulness and his perfection and all those things that make up his character of who he is. We trust God, even though we don't understand what you're asking or how you're leading. We don't know the fullness of the story. And so I don't trust myself the way I trust God because I'm human. I have flaws. I know it's hard for some of you to believe that, but this guy's got some flaws. I do. I'm a remote control freak. I want the, I want the clicker. That's just my thing. I'll hold it for you. I'll, what station? I'll put it on for you. Let me hold that. I got that. I, I should get a holster, put it in the holster. Walk around the house like a tool belt. Got my cell phone in one side, my two remotes on the other. Right, Pastor Rob? I'd like hot, wouldn't it? You know what I'm saying? In the summertime with a tank top and shorts on, flip-flops comes walking through the living room. Oh, you want that channel change? Click. (laughs) We can laugh in the house of God. See, this message is heavy. This message is powerful. So I got to bring a little humor to, to, to let you all let it settle in. Let it settle in. Let it, you need, we, need to, we need it to marinate in us a little bit. That's the, the, best, the best type, right? The ones that's marinated. So Holy Ghost, marinate this in us. See, because Gideon trusted, you can come up, Christian. Because Gideon trusted God, even though he didn't fully understand the plan, Gideon won. He led 300 people to battle, and he prevented, and and, and that that victory prevented the enemy from ruling and reigning. The Bible says that even for 40 years, when Gideon was in charge, that there was the greatest peace in the land and in his lifetime. Gideon went from a man that was hiding on the side of a mountain, threshing wheat to provide for his family, to having an encounter with God, not fully understanding because you're going to read it. And you're going to read how he asked the Lord to give him a bunch of signs with the fleece and the dew and stuff. But he still, at the end of the day, trusted God and what God said. And on that one day, victory came to the army of God. Why? Because a man who was interrupted on the side of a mountain responded, not fully understanding, but trusting what God had said. And we see how God fulfilled what he wanted to do. And I read to you in the beginning about Mary and Joseph, a young teenage girl who had an encounter with an angel. It says, you're going to be impregnated with the Son of God. And you will give birth to this child. And he he will take care of all the sins of mankind. And we see in that, in that text this morning that two young people who were engaged, whose life was interrupted by this, by, by, by this young girl becoming pregnant, still chose, still chose after meeting with the angels, still chose to fulfill what God asked them to do. And we know if you read this story that we just celebrated it. We just celebrated Christmas that on that morning the baby was born. And he lived out the plan that he was 
sent to live out. And in just a few short months, we'll celebrate the ultimate fulfillment of that plan of, 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 of talking about Jesus going on the cross and dying for our sins. But it was two people who said, God, I don't understand it. It, it, it sounds, it, they may have said it sounds weird. It, it sounds not normal. It sounds uncondi- uh, just, just out there. But you know what? I love you, God. I trust you. I trust you more than what people are going to say. And so you know what? I, I'm, I'm going with it. So two, two different stories today, two different biblical stories today, that there was interruption and change was, came, and we see what happened. And I'm saying that I believe for us, some of you are in the middle of it right now. Some of you will enter into a season where the Lord will show up and he'll begin to interrupt our nice, planned out, perfectly tidy, down to the second, down to the minute, down to the day plans of everyday life. And he's going to interrupt them for a a move of what he wants to do, a change of where he wants to take us, a a, a change of who he wants us to become from who we are today. And I want to encourage you this morning to be just like Mary and to be just like Joseph. Accept that change. Accept that, that, that interruption. And listen with all of your spirit ears, your spirit ears, not your flesh ears, your spirit ears of what God is saying. Write it down and then pray over it. Study the scriptures because God will continue to show you clarity because what you don't want to do, which I have done in the past, is you don't want to get that plan and purpose and then perceive it to be a certain way that you want it to be and try to live out God's plan that you that he's given you the way you think it should be. And God's saying, that's not what I told you. You're perceiving it one way because you like it to be that way. I want it this way. Because then that's a whole other headache we got to deal with to get back on track. Change your plans. Embrace them. For all those <clears throat> beautiful people here in the sanctuary who do not like change, I will declare this. Change is good when God's all in it. Change is good when God's all in it. Amen? So if you're a, if you're, if you, if you're a planner and a control freak, <laughs> let the Holy Ghost peel your fingers off of it. Let go of it. Say, Lord, this is yours. Just do what you got to do and just help me to make sure I hear you. And then strengthen me to do what I need to do. Let's stand to our feet. I want to pray for you this day. I want to pray for you for this message and for a new, I want to pray a blessing, a New Year's blessing upon you this morning. And then we'll open up the altars for any other prayer this today. So, Father, in Jesus' name, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for what you've spoken to us today. I thank you for what you've challenged us with today. That, God, you're preparing us in the very beginning, day one, that there's change coming. (laughs) That there's interruption coming. And that in the midst of that change and that interruption, that we're to trust you completely and wholly even though we may not fully understand what's happening or what the, the, the end game is or what the end 
product is going to look like or what the end plan being fulfilled looks like, but we're going to trust you. We're not going to lean on our understanding. We're not going to lean on our wisdom. We're not going to lean on our strength and our resources only. We're not going to lean on other people above you, but God, we're going to trust you completely and solely. And God, I even pray that as, 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 as we trust you, God, that you place people around us that can get hold of the vision, that can get a hold of the vision and the plan that you're laying out, that are, are willing to be like the Gideon 300, willing to, to fight and to, to do what is needed to see what you promised come to pass. Father, I thank you. Father, I pray for those who struggle with change. I pray for those who struggle with change, God. Father, Father do a new work in them. Father, help them through the struggle. Give them understanding through the process of what's happening. For 2023, like we sang, we're moving into. The past is behind. We're moving into the newness of what you have in store for us. And Father, I pray a blessing upon these people, your sons and daughters and the family of Celtowns. Father, I pray a blessing of health upon each body in the new year. I pray a blessing of financial outpouring into their lives in 2023. Father, I pray a spiritual blessing that, Father, their spiritual walk with you would grow, that, God, that they would hear you and they would know your voice and it would have great distinction above all the other voices that are fighting for their attention. Father, I pray for emotional growth and healing and restoration in 2023, starting now, miraculously at this moment in time. Father, I, I pray a blessing upon them for your Holy Spirit to fill their homes, to fill their children, to fill every aspect of their life. Holy Spirit, overflow and overwhelm them this day. I pray that blessing upon them. I pray a blessing upon their families for the unsaved ones, those who don't know you personally as Lord and Savior, that God, that you would use them as a light in a dark place to lead those individuals and their family to know you, Jesus, personally. Father, I pray a blessing upon this ministry. I pray a blessing that the volunteers that are needed will be fulfilled. I pray a blessing, Father, that it's, even though today is a holiday, we understand that whatever things are going on, but God, these seats continue to be filled with people that don't know you, not church hopping and not church transfer, but but. And yes, I, we know that there's places where, where people have to come and they, they, it's a new season. We get, but God, we want the unsaved. We want people to know who you are personally. Father, we pray for these altars to be filled. Our missions to grow. Our children to grow in the things of the Lord and, the, and, and knowing what the word says. I pray a blessing upon this ministry, oh God. 2023. A year of change, a year of abundance, a year of growth, a year of outpouring, Holy Ghost outpouring. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. Whoo. I'm full. <laughs> I just had a nice spiritual meal. Y'all full?
full? We got a lot to we got a lot to go over during the week, don't we? Hey, listen, let me challenge you in 2023. Buy a journal, bring it to church, take notes. I'll even go a step further. Buy a new Bible. Put your old Bible away, buy a new Bible. And start 2023 with a brand new Bible. Write new notes in it. Circle new scriptures that God's speaking to you in 2023. Because what, you know, a lot of things he spoke to us in the past that we circled, that, that's great, but that was a season you were in. You're in a new season. You're in a new season. Get a new Bible if you want to, but take notes. I want to encourage you to commit. Commit to, 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 to be, not that you're not, but hear how I say this, but, but making Sunday mornings a priority. I want, I want to encourage you to commit to making it a priority to be together with church family. Not that you, it's not a priority. Hear how I say that. But let, 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 let's fill this house that we can come together, not, not because of numbers, but because in the presence of all, all of us, the Spirit of God moves. And, and we know when the house is filled and we're worshiping and God's moving, it's, it's, a whole, it's a ball game and a half, right? And so I want to encourage you. Hey, next Sunday is water baptism. If you haven't signed up, sign up today. We'll call you tomorrow. Sign up today in the car, in the pew. There's a blue card. Check, I want to be water baptized. Put your name, phone number, and email on that. Just put it in the offering plate on the way out. We will contact you. There has been a change in our youth service. It was supposed to be this Wednesday, but we moved it to next Wednesday because this Wednesday is the second day back to school. And if you have kids, you know that that is going to be an issue. And I respect that, parents. I get it. I had kids, and I don't want to put that pressure on you of going back to school this week. And so uh, next Wednesday night, 630, our youth service will be here in the building. <clears throat> and then next Sunday, or next Monday, our fast begins, and we'll talk more about that. We always take the first portion of January to pray and fast to get closer to God, to hear about the plan and purpose individually and as a church body of where he wants us to go and what the word for the, the, the complete word for the house is. Uh, for this house, this church, um, I love to hear what other house words are, other churches' words for the year. But that's their house, and we'll pray that what God shared with them will happen there. But God has a word for our house that I'm going to share with you throughout the month of January of what we're believing God's going to do here. And so let's uh, take our offering, and I'll dismiss you guys. And if you need more prayer, uh, the pastors will be here to pray with you uh, after service. Have a great day today with your family uh, as you celebrate the first day of the new year. So let's pray. Father, thank you so much for today. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the challenging part of it. Thank you for all that you reveal to us. And God, even now, Father, we come and we bring our tithe and offering into the storehouse. Lord, I pray a blessing upon it. I pray, God, that it is continually building the kingdom. And I thank you for that. I thank you for what it's doing and, and how it's working. And God, so we come worshiping you by giving this day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Sunday.